Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the episode 528 of the Drunk Testers Podcast. And as always, I'm Tyler. Enjoy me. We have the man, the myth, the legend himself, Sir Colonel Gables. What's up, buddy? Hey, yo. I'm doing all right. Just still kind of tired, though. But at the same point, everything else is wrapping up quite nicely for the end of the year. Retail stuff is almost done. Mm-hmm. Vacation stuff, miniature vacation stuff is going to be happening pretty soon. And on top of that, playoff football is in the air. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, very true. Uh, how about you? Same, uh, ready for, ready for the Christmas craziness to be over with. Ready for, uh, yeah, I'm just loving football right now. Best time of year for mm-hmm. football. December mm-hmm. football is the best. Um, yeah, but, uh, it's been a, it's been a long week, been a long month, uh, especially this week and next week will be pretty crazy. But, uh, let's have a dog staring at me right now. Uh, but, um, <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm doing okay, you know, uh, but, uh, Gables, we, we, you, you and I, we started a podcast and then my shit, my stuff went to shit. So luckily we were only like a few minutes in, we, we kind of, yes. we've had some issues the last couple of weeks. I'm not, I'm not yes, a we fan have. of it. We, we, we did, a, we went a really long time without any issues and now we've been having a stretch of some. So maybe we'll yeah, just, it's like last week, my computer had some bit of issues while recording and stuff like that. And then all of a sudden it's like this week you have yours with OBS and like that just yeah. had just an issue in general. So yeah. just quit work. Your, your audio just quit coming through for no reason whatsoever. <laughs> um, but hopefully that's working right now. You know, I'm going to pull up the YouTube thing and just make sure people can hear you talk. Give me a second here. I'm going to, yes. Okay. We're good. I can hear you talk. <laughs> all right. Yeah. All right. We're, so far anyways, uh, it started to work. It was working initially, so I'm gonna keep. I'm going I'm keeping an eye on the on the volumes coming through here. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I'm uh doing right. You know, clanging and banging as always. Uh, so we um we kind of talked about it already, but uh, we're gonna do it again because no one can hear that because I deleted the post already. Uh, but um the next couple weeks be kind of the next few weeks are gonna be kind of weird for us. Um, so you know, next weekend being uh you know next weekend's Saturday and Sunday is Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, so uh gibbles and i were talking before the show and uh instead of trying to figure out a way to record a podcast and work around and stuff like that uh you know we're, we're already gonna be a pretty busy weekend for for both of us so figured uh what we're gonna do now is instead we're gonna we have a fun little episode that we're gonna do um we're gonna record as soon as we're done with this one this one's live obviously um it'll be up right mm-hmm. away as usual times but we're gonna record this one it won't be live but it, we'll post it next weekend and i'm like kind of Probably Saturday morning, something like that, usually. Uh, so you'll get Saturday morning instead of a live one on Saturday night. Um, and it's good. Excuse me. It's going to be us going through. We're going to, we, we kind of settled upon this a couple months ago or before a podcast a while back. We were like, we just pull up the Game Informer. Like they always do like a really good like release calendar. Uh, yeah. of like all the games coming out and stuff. And we were just kind of scrolling through it and just like bullshitting about games. And we got to like March. And I, I was like, let's stop this because I'm liking this conversation. <laughs> um and i'd like to um you know like let's make this a podcast and i was like i told him like you know we were talking about this be the perfect podcast to do for like that christmas week so maybe this could be like a christmas uh, tradition kind of thing for us is like that weekend um when like around that around the holidays or that'll give us a little extra break in there and especially because like um usually this time of year we're just like there's not a lot of news and like it's pretty much just like some stuff that came from like the, the leftover stuff from like it's like the post E3. Like you have, you have some stuff to talk about the week after E3 and it's just kind of like the little side pieces that happen from E3, some more inf- information. And that's kind of what we got this week. And then like next week it's, it's the holidays. Basically the entire industry is shut down after this weekend. 
uh, like Friday, basically everybody went on, went on like a two week break. So, uh, yep. there's not gonna be a lot of articles, not gonna be like even like rumors, like there's not gonna be a lot of, so, uh, we're going to do this and depending on how long we go, um, uh, Gables and I, we might, we might look at the first half of next year as well. Cause, uh, first half of next year looking pretty fucking nuts. So, oh um, yes. So look for, uh, look for that. Cause I think that'll, I think that'll be, a, it'd be kind of a fun, like to kind of like, uh, you know, uh, this time of year, like we do like, we're, uh, we do like a top 10 list, but it's like kind of fun to go back and like look at everything from the year it was some of the worst stuff, the best stuff, like maybe jogger memory. Cause you know, it's like, it's crazy. It's just like this time, like just kind of flies by. It's just kind of like, it's kind of crazy. Like think about like shit that games coming out six in April. Like I, I can't, I probably couldn't even tell you half the shit that came out at the beginning of the year. So, um, we're going to do that it's next week. And then in two weeks, uh, we'll be back. We're going to, I think we agreed upon, uh, we're going to do it on Sunday, January 1st. Yep. and I will come back. Uh, so that way we get, we actually kind of works out. We we'll get the full calendar year, um, for, uh, 2022 that we are going to do our, begin our top 10 game of the year list. Um, so Gables and I, we're going to do, uh, we always do two parts. So part one will be uh, 10 through six. Um, and we'll do that one live on YouTube. Uh, so like, follow, subscribe on there, people. Um, and that'll be going up Sunday night. We'll be doing that live. And then we'll record one. Then we're going to record kind of like we're doing tonight. We're going to record a second podcast right after that one, not live. And that will be posted uh, the following week. I'll go up probably on Saturday morning as well. January 7th, I believe that would be. Um, and, uh, that will be the second half. That'll be five through one from us. So, uh, look forward to that. It's always, it's always my favorite thing to do every year is put together that top 10 list. So, uh, I've even started mine. I don't know if you have Gables, uh, um, in but, my head I have, but I have not done any concrete. Yeah. Like finalizations yet. I yeah. Mean, it's too early. Yeah. You have those, like, I've definitely had like those little conversations in my head about like, um okay where would this go but then like you like then you're like well wait i forgot about this game like fuck where would that go would that go above this so yeah it's uh it's gonna be fun to kind of do that so i can't wait to do that it's always my favorite things to do every year so and that'd be kind of nice it gives us a couple weeks to gives us like the weekend off you know especially with the holidays work being nuts uh gives us a couple weeks to you know kind of plow through the last little bit of uh games we have to play so i have a couple games that uh um i want to try to at least jump into and see if maybe oh, maybe have a shot at making that top 10 list so it'll be kind of fun and then we'll be back uh so we'll, we'll next week will be pre-recorded uh two weeks from now will be the game of the year list and the following week mm. the the seventh will be also be the the, se- the end of our game of the year list so then january the 14th will be our um uh, like coming back normal episode shit like that so uh but like if if something crazy happens like uh, like I, I made the, I already like mentioned it before. I keep making these good jokes that Gables laughs at really hard. And there's two weeks in a row. Made a fantastic joke. Uh, and then our, then our system went to shit. So, um, <laughs> but, um, maybe I should stop making, I should stop being funny. That's the issue. I'm just too funny. I break the system. Um, but, um, I made the joke that like, you know, Square Enix buys Nintendo. We'll, we'll find a way to come back and talk about that. But like, I don't, uh, obviously at this time of year, don't foresee that happening. Um, Especially if that obviously that's not going to happen, but um, uh, so yeah, that's kind of the plan for the next uh three or four episodes from us. So uh, keep an eye on all that. Like I said, like if you if you're liking this or you enjoy us, like you want you want no one we're gonna do that. Or you enjoy doing listen to people's like game of the year stuff. Like hey, like follow subscribe. Uh, look down in the description down below. You'll see uh links to our YouTube, uh, Apple Podcast, Spotify, all that stuff. Uh, our socials, Twitter, Facebook. So go check all those out. Um. And uh, I'll kind of give you a, a heads up of when um, we'll be we'll be going live and all that stuff. So, 
Sorry, there's someone like right outside my door. It was very annoying. Um, oh, dog's being dumb. Louie, it's fine. We're not we're not gonna die. Why well, you might? Why are you choking? Why are you coughing for? What is your problem? He's being weird. He's being very weird tonight. Um, but all right, let's get on with the Gables. Let's talk about it. Ash Ketchum is dead. Um. Well, maybe not necessarily dead per se, but at the same point, he is going to be stepping away from the mainline Pokemon series. So what ended up happening was this past <laughs> like week we room had... For room, like he's a real person. He's stepping away. <laughs> well, he's been in kind of a part of our lives in yeah. such an extent and he's also like... in other long-term Pokemon fans' lives. He's, he's like, like, okay, he's a real person. <laughs> he's like what Victor Newman is to our, our, our mothers on soap operas. Where like, yeah. <laughs> where he's just like on a soap opera for like 30, 40 years. And he just steps away. Ash Ketchum is our, <laughs> is our Victor Newman, basically. In a way, sort of, yes. Yeah. But what ended up happening this week was an announcement that uh, after like uh, so many years, like 25 years of being on the main Pokemon show, like throughout, you know, Ash Ketchum's going to be stepping away. There's going to be a new Pokemon anime that's going to be introduced, like running around starting in April. Two new protagonists. So Liko and Roy. Liko and Roy, okay. So that's gonna be Scarlet and Violet stuff. And what it's gonna happen like towards like uh, near the end of January twenty twenty three, there's gonna be like an eleven episode thing wrapping up the entirety of Pokemon journeys and stuff and also the rest of what's left and stuff for Ash Ketchum and stuff. So yeah, you know, it's fascinating because after so long and stuff like that of like just having that in and out of my like our lives and stuff yeah. like literally a lot of people they got into pokemon because of the anime i mean yeah granted if either from like the vhs tapes or like the freaking going to a friend's house and like watching like some episodes or something or even like waking up saturday mornings or watching saturday morning cartoons when i was still like going to syndication stuff it is definitely an entirely big impact and stuff, but at the same point, you know, it's it's just kind of surreal to see something that has been around for so long that has subconsciously always been there, but at the same point, once it ends and stuff, you tend to kind of miss it, or like, you're kind of like, wow, this is kind of sad. I mean, yeah, yeah it's, it's finally done. It's finally over, you know? Because you've, you've heard about things like in pop culture and like in certain like some media TV shows or movies to where they intentionally, the creators leave something open-ended in terms of a character to that way you can always continue. Oh, he's still continuing on to do this and do that and stuff like that. So I am hoping that they kind of leave it sort of that way because you can't go forth and like to say, okay, this, this is just ends right here, you know, mm. just ends right there, you know, but, uh, yeah, even though it's bittersweet, at the same point, I am actually kind of excited to see the last the last bits of the stuff that's yeah. airing in Japan. I don't know how I'm going to watch it, but I'll find a way. Yeah, I mean, there's people, like, uh, I've been hearing stuff people talk about, like, they watch the, um, they've been watching, like, the last little bit of uh, this last of the end of this current season we just had that's, you know, aired only in Japan. Um, and people have been saying it's been really good, and the stuff they've done post him becoming, you know, the, the champ. Um was actually really good kind of tying it in mm -hmm. so um and like i've seen some clips and stuff like that there's like the big clip of like him seeing butterfree butterfree again after 20 you know 22 years later um but, you know, i don't know like, yeah, like uh like probably only been like three weeks in his time but 20 like 22 years <laughs> us um so uh it was very like uh emotional kind of like seeing like I, I i don't know if you watched that like i watched that whole fight with him and charizard 
um, he had against Leon. Um, yes, like, I did too. Like a month ago, maybe a few weeks ago, and like I'm not gonna, like I was tears just pouring down my face. It's just like it was like even though I couldn't understand what the fuck they were saying, it's like just like seeing like Pikachu like and like Charizard's there, uh, Squirtle from Squirtle Squad with the sunglasses is there. Like all of his friends are back and like helping him um get up you know for that final fight uh that was just very emotional him winning was beautiful thing um so that's really cool it's it's definitely like you know even like i'm even though i haven't watched show in like 20 years like you know i've definitely like you you hear things you like you kind of see stuff and like clips here and there and like i've definitely caught like things here and there um over the years so it's definitely uh um bittersweet to kind of like i'm definitely with you where it's like um, I, I was like, I, I was telling my, I was even like telling my parents about it. Like, cause I was like, like I saw my mom, like, cause she, my mom took me to go see the first two Pokemon movies in theaters. So, uh, yeah. poor thing had to go with me to watch those movies. And I was telling her about it. I'm like, I'm like, and she was like, Oh, that's crazy. And it's like, she obviously didn't care, but I was like, damn, like, I thought maybe like she thought kind of funny. It's like, you watch countless hours of these episodes and like movies with me. Like, I, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm kind of surprised. So, um, but uh, yeah. So it's it's definitely like uh, um, yeah. It's it's sad. And it's kind of cool. Like the, like, hey, it's cool that they're kind of ending it. Um, yeah, you know, I'm definitely interested to see what this love episode runs gonna be. I hope it's like I hope it's really good. I hope it's done right. Uh, mm. and there's definitely I don't know if you've seen the rumors out there, Gables, for this. What? Uh, so in the picture of uh Liko, I don't know who is who. Uh, Liko and Roy, uh, the girl, she has like a little hair clip in her hair. Of the, you remember the, uh, um, in uh, yes, the Indigo, in the, the Indigo, Indigo League yes. sign yes. that was uh, on Ash Ketchum's hat. The yeah, rumor the... going around, I believe, that's been going around is that that she may be Ash's daughter, yes. which that, that would be is awesome. That would be possible. Yeah, but... I'd I'd love that yeah. if like they could find a way to like tie him back in every now and again. Like that'd be the perfect way to do it. Is like, because especially like I'm, you know, kind of look at this as like. All right, so the new season is like has a lot to do with the school. So what if it's Ash's kids going to the school, and I don't know if it's maybe or one of them is Leak the daughter is Ash. That's Ash's daughter going to the school meets uh, Roy or whatever, and it'd be awesome if like uh, you know like uh, Ash and like his mom and Mister Mime and all these like you know Brock Misty all these like just we can have cameos from them every now and again like for like just a few times a year to kind of like. You know, uh, I think that'd be really cool to kind of like, you know, like, Hey, like retire. Like I, I love the idea of like him, like, cause like in the video game, um, you know, like you essentially, you know, you play through like Ash's story, but you're red. Mm-hmm. That'd be yep. so fucking awesome. If this ends with him just becoming red. <laughs> Wouldn't it? Like, oh that'd be God. fucking awesome. Yes, that would be like, I think that'd be the, the, the like, instead of like him just being like this dorky 10 year old. What if he just becomes this last love in episodes? It's just like he just becomes the fucking man. What was that four episode series they did? Like that was like, like Legends or something like that. That was only like I was on like YouTube. Um, yeah. Where like, oh, it, Legends? It, yes. The Legends where it's like it goes to the story of Red. Like just yes. do a love episode run of that. <laughs> like him just becoming the man, getting YouTube, getting all like all that shit. Like I think that'd be fucking sweet, and like finish the journey of that. You know. Um. So yeah, I think that'd be really cool. Um. Sorry. Yeah, like sorry, like you were saying, my, that would be. Yeah, my I thought my I thought my dog in the kitchen. I'm like, what the fuck is he doing? Um, <laughs> I don't know where he's at. He just like walked away. Uh, hopefully he's okay. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I just man, that'd be badass. Um, th- th- for that to happen, and then we just get like a 
some cool cameos here and there from them. Like maybe just pop in a couple times a season or, you know, like, the, like I think that'd be smart too from like a, Hey, like, like you can advertise anything where it's like, Hey, Asher's going to be on uh, the, like the next week or like kind of keep some of the older fans around, like, you know, kind of keep us popping like, you know, from people like us that like grew up, like, you know, from the beginning, like maybe we pop in every now and again, like kind of keep an eye out, keep, kind of look at it. And I hope, Man, I just, I was telling you before the show, we were kind of talking about a little before the show. Um, I hope they, they need to figure out a streaming service for this fucking thing. Uh, Agreed. I, I was telling you, like, before, I was like, like a year or so ago, I was like, man, I just want to, like, because uh, I've always heard of, like, certain shows, like Stargate and, like, uh, Star Trek and a couple other shows, like, from, like, uh, you know, long, you know, the 80s and 70s and shit like that, where, like, there's just, like, a ton of, like, filler episodes. And there's yep. always, like, hey, just watch, like, um, or even like the like there's that star the the Star Wars Clone Wars anime where this is like there's 200 episodes but you really only need to watch like 50 of them to like get the story yep. like there's so much filler and it's like same thing with Pokemon there's probably like I don't know how many episodes probably well over a thousand at this point um, absolutely <laughs> and it's like I was like man I'd, I'd love to just like do that but for Pokemon and just like go through because like I haven't watched since like probably 2002 ish you know um, definitely somewhere after like the gold silver like era like i think i watched the beginning of gen 3 and i fell off from there so um like i'd love to just be able to like you know uh just kind of catch up you know this is even this, i'm saying this is like sometime last summer and um uh, i was like i found like a really good list it was only like 150 episodes 200 episodes something like that you had to watch of like all the episodes where he gets gym badges and like storyline implications and catching pokemon and that's it I'm like, oh cool i yeah. can like that's realistic 20 minute episodes i can do that and I was like, all right, how do I, how do now how do I go about like doing this? And it's like, well, some episodes are on Netflix, some episodes are on the Pokemon Channel, which is like a website you can go on. Like, okay, I can just stream this from my phone onto my TV. And I go on there, and it's like, well, only certain up ep- some some episodes of like some some whole chunks of episodes are missing from seasons. Whole seasons are missing. So it's like, okay, there's just no viable way to watch these things. Like, come on. Like, what are we doing here? Why are we making this so difficult? Like, why don't we, can we like, please just like, like, like either like charge like $5 a month for like a, a service to have all the episodes on or like just do like, just run like one with ads or something. I don't know. Like, I think the Pokemon channel just does oh, ads, man. but it's like, let's just fucking. Or you can just know. do the OG method, which is like to go on an Amazon and just freaking just buy a whole season Dude, sets they, worth. They don't even sell the whole seasons. Like, oh, you can't. I know. I know. You can't even buy them. So it's like, cause I was well, like, well, not digitally. Yeah, I was like, well, maybe I can just fill in the gaps and like, yeah, I was thinking about like the ones that are missing, cause like the majority were there, you know, like I was probably probably 80 percent of the ones I could watch, like streaming. But I'm like, well, maybe I could fill in the gaps with those other ones and just buy them for like, I think for like a dollar fifty a piece, and like I can just might cost me thirty bucks, but I can get through all of them, and it's like, can't even fucking buy them. So like, what are we doing? Like, man, you I guys are losing hilarious. so much money. It's like, yeah, you were talking about streaming services having like specific portions of like the Pokemon show. I mean. The original, I think, is still on Netflix. I want to say, yeah, for sure. But two uh, I, think on Hulu, I think Hulu has something. I think maybe X and Y and stuff. Yeah. Tubi has like black and white. I think. Which yeah. That's what are we supposedly, doing? I think that's supposedly like uh, one of actually one of the worst in terms of the Pokemon series and stuff, from what I've heard from some Pokemon fans in that regards, because that's where some of the animation quality and some of the story thing kind of dipped. But I've heard. Well, obviously, I've experienced, like, the first couple of seasons of, like, Pokemon stuff. Like, the original, the Johto stuff, mm. the 
most, if not the vast majority, of the Pokemon Advance stuff. I didn't really go through the entirety of Diamond and Pearl in terms of that anime stuff. I've watched some bits of that stuff, and I've seen what the Ripper Course and stuff through like him and his rivalry with Paul and stuff, but that's more a line of <laughs> stuff that, uh, yeah, that's more or less the stuff that I have personally seen. But for anyone else that wants to try to get into watching some of that Pokemon anime stuff, I mean, it's a real trip going back yeah. and watching the the, my, the stuff we've seen in the 90s. <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine for like, I mean, I think it's crazy too because like, I mean, like it's been going on for 25 years. Like, yeah, it's nuts how difficult it is because like, I'm sure there's a lot of kids out there like that are watching this, you know, that were started watching it when it came out, when like when we, what we were like seven, eight years old when the show started when we were kids. Mm-hmm. It's like, now there's seven year olds right it's now that totally watch a show. And it's like you couldn't even begin <laughs> to watch all the episodes anymore. It's a fucking uh, nightmare. So absolutely, uh, yeah. I don't know. It's just crazy how like I, it's funny how like emotional I can get about this kids show that like I randomly found. Like I just started watching one Saturday morning when I popped up, popped up WB Kids and this show called Pokemon was there. And here here's Ash Ketchum and um. You know, woke up, you know, slept through his, his Pidgeotto alarm and <laughs> gets a Pikachu. And, you know, here we are. And then I remember just like as a kid uh, going to Best Buy and playing uh, Pokemon Red and, Red and Blue on the little demo station and shit, you know, um, <laughs> for like six months or so before the before, uh, Christmas came. And my parents finally bought me a, a Game Boy and uh, Pokemon Red, Blue and Yellow. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's bittersweet. It's like it's definitely like, uh, um, yeah, it's bittersweet. Best way to put it, because like, oh man, it's like I'm I'm sad about it, but it's also like it's really exciting to like, you know, like uh, it's it's fun to be, you know, I'm I'm definitely excited like to like see like kind of how this ends. So, um, yeah. So hopefully, uh, I'm gonna definitely try to figure out a way to like watch these uh, as they come out, because uh, right, that'd be fun to see. But uh, all right, okay, well, let's move on to some non Nintendo stuff. Um. Apparently, right, if you want to start on that, I'm going to be right back in a moment. Okay. All right. All right. Gabe was walking away, so it's, it's up to me. All right. Well, you know, I'm going to go back to Pokemon here for a little bit. You know, let's kind of talk about that. Uh, but um, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of curious what, what you guys think. You know, if, you, if you're, you're watching, put in the comments or whatever. Tell me what you think. But, uh, um, you know, like I was talking about, like, it's, it's crazy. Like, I literally remember just, like, it's one of those vivid memories of me where as a kid where I was like, growing up and i was just like watching saturday morning cartoons on wb and it's like i don't know if this ever happened to you when like, you're a kid or like even as i don't know a doll or whatever and it's like just so happened to, like uh, i don't even remember what i was watching what was on before that i don't know maybe gargoyles or something like that i don't know and it's just like it popped on and it was like oh, i was like immediately like they did like two episodes in a row um you know he saw uh oh i didn't even think about oh he's gotta be he's gotta be there he, like he, they gotta tie him in because I, I know I, I know he's been he's popped up in some episodes since then because uh, if you if you're an anime, if you don't if you don't know like know who, who was the uh, the legendary in the gold and silver um, uh, era was uh, he's uh, before they even like announced that that Pokemon initially like uh, he was at the end of the first episode um, and he showed up a handful of times um, I guess throughout the show um, like not like I don't think he's ever fi- like officially inter- been, like seen him or introduced to him but. Um, like he's definitely popped up and like seen him flying overhead and stuff like that. And Ash has made reference to him. I remember there's like an episode where he sees like it's like a drawing of him somewhere. He's like, I've seen him. He's like, and like, oh, he's the legendary that was from a long time ago, whatever. So, 
Um, I didn't think about that. It'd be fucking awesome if uh, it ends with him like it's kind of in like that's how it's like, it's kind of with him becoming red, and something to do with him uh, getting uh, like either catching or he's got to finally meet this fucker. Um, I think I don't know if he's met him in any of the movies, but those movies have always been like they're not in, they don't actually count for the main story. <laughs> like they never like actually meant anything to the main story. So um, I think that'd be really 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 cool um, if. Uh, if a ho 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 um someone gets involved next that'd be really really i think that'd be sweet to kind of end that um but yeah um i don't know it, it was just cool like you know like i said growing up it's just like those things where it's just like just watching cartoons and all of a sudden this thing comes on and it's like took over your childhood for several years and suddenly you jump back into it even as an adult so um change some stuff here sorry one second <sighs> a lot of activity it's, it's 11 30 at night I mean, there's just a lot of shit going on outside my apartment and i'm not a fan of it you know you know it's a saturday like come on people doing shit you know uh, but let's talk about this. Let's just move on. Um, so Xbox apparently is going to be having a showcase in uh, early 2023. Apparently here, this is from uh, um, it's like gaming here. But uh, there's been some murmurs of this, but it's I think it's mostly been just like people like talking about it as a possibility. Not so much. I don't think been rumors. Um, uh, but uh, Jez Gordon, who is a uh, been a pretty prominent leaker for uh, for Xbox for a long time, has said that he's been hearing. Uh, from multiple sources that Xbox is working on potentially having a showcase uh, in early 2023. So, um, yeah, so, like, it's been kind of, a, it was kind of a big, I think it kind of blew up a little bigger than I thought initially where, um, you know, and uh, after the Game Awards a couple weeks ago, we, we talked about it. Um, was that last week? Man, it was last week. Holy shit. It was, like, like, three weeks ago, months ago. I don't know. Um, but, um you know, like, oh, Xbox wasn't there. It kind of sucked, but, like, it, it wasn't a major deal, but, cause, like, Nintendo wasn't really there, but it, I guess for us, like, Nintendo isn't, hasn't been there for for quite a while, like, really since Reggie retired. They haven't really done much. Like, the only thing they did was, like, uh, the Fire Emblem DLC thing they did, they announced. Um, like, you know, PlayStation, they, they had Horizon DLC and, like, Death Stranding 2, but that's more of a Kojima thing than it is um, a PlayStation thing, but uh, they just had no showing whatsoever, and, like, typically, they at least, they probably of the big of the three they, they've probably been the biggest announcers of the three um uh and you know for the course of the of the game awards in the jeff Keighley ran era since 2014 like you know 2018 they had um the xbox series x and they also had hellblade 2 uh reveal there then i think 2020 they had i think it was perfect dark or something that was there uh and then you know last year they had we, had, we got gameplay like the eight minute gameplay of hellblade 2 um last year so it was kind of a, a lot of people were really upset about the fact that um xbox wasn't there uh for the game awards uh last week um so uh yeah um it's a lot like a lot of a lot of talk about a lot, a lot bigger than i thought it would be so even aaron greenberg who's one of like the the big three of the of the play of xbox um he actually put a tweet out saying we have a lot of planned uh we have a lot planned to show you and share about the incredible exciting year of 2023 appreciate folks are eager to learn and see more timing is always key but don't worry you will not have to wait too long for what's coming next 
Um, so that's kind of mm. ties into uh, someone here, Jess Gordon, who's like I said, been a pretty prominent leaker for Xbox. I, I think he, uh, he even runs an Xbox podcast. He says he's heard from multiple sources that they're going to do a, a show in early 2023. Um, and we've talked about it for a while now where it's like, it's kind of weird that like, as everybody's been adopting these, like the, the Nintendo direct style over the last, uh, you know, handful of years, especially since, you know, COVID hit. Yes. Uh, it's been pretty much everybody's doing it now. Um, Xbox has been the only person people that really have really done. Like they've done like their own things. They've had like, uh, they've had like the Xbox X, I think XO thing, but it's like never really been anything like really big to talk about. They've done like stuff with like, um, what's the thing in Europe in August that Jeff Keighley does? He does the Leipzig. What? Oh no, no, that's something else. Yeah, I think. he does like he does opening light live for it. It's in it's in Germany. I can't think of what it's called off the top of my head now. But they always do a a, th- a big event there. Uh, but it's like it's always been like kind of like more detail. It's like more of a in a deep dive on the things they talk about E three. Um and Gamescom. Like, Gamescom. Yes, thank you. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> yes, thank you. Um. So, but that's always been like yeah, like I said, like it's always been like more like deep deep dives into like we get really deep into the shit you want to hear about from the stuff that we talk about E3, but it's like never a lot of like new stuff announced. Like I think the biggest thing we got was like they announced the release date for Halo um, infinite last year at Gamescom, um, stuff like that. So, but typically, yeah, like I said, it's just more info on stuff that's already been announced. So uh, um, they've definitely just have not adopted it, but apparently they're going to do something, you know, and like um, I think it's time to start. I mean, I think, you know, you know, like said, you know, I think, just doing shit in June, I think is finally kind of worn thin on Xbox fans, a lot of uh, gaming fans in general, where it's like, yeah, obviously it's like cool to have like one big thing, but it's like, they've had some like last several years, they've had a lot of bad ones. It's like, it's far, it's been like, they've been exciting, but it's all like third party stuff. But like the last two years, I thought like they're like, they're shit. The one they had back in June, the one they had last year, have been like incredible. I thought, um, but the big issues we've been talking about for a long time now with Xbox has been like, and there's uh, Phil Spencer says himself. He's like, you know, it's like PlayStation keeps putting out game of the years and we just keep putting out CG trailers. Uh, and mm-hmm. that's been an ongoing issue for pretty much the last, this, what the end of the 360 era with them. And uh, so like the last 10 years. Or yeah. So. That would, yeah. Which is actually fucking nuts when you say that gamers. Um, yeah. I mean, uh, that's really just been the case. So it's like, yeah, it's like, um, you know they've definitely tried and like a lot of games got canceled or they just didn't live up to the anticipation or the hype um so 2023 like i think this is like we've talked about this where it's like you know everybody like okay just wait just wait just wait just wait and it's like you think about it, it's like the only big games that have been put out first party the last couple of years has been like you know forza and halo obviously but it's like mm-hmm. death loop and ghostwire tokyo which are Bethesda studios that were are exclusive on PlayStation. So uh, that's the only yeah. big first party game that's been put out this year uh, by Xbox is Ghostwire Tokyo, which is only on PS5. So it's like, like yeah, um, you know, obviously that'll be coming to Game Pass probably in like I think like March. I think what, I think would be the one year mark. I can't remember when that came out February March. Um, but yeah, like they have a pretty big you know next year they have a lot of stuff announced like you know like i think you know i think 20 like i think we we all kind of thought like this a couple years ago it's like all right 2021 2022 this is like it and then covid hit obviously like everything's being delayed it's like pretty much just tack an extra year on everything 
Um, yes. And so he got an extra year. Like, all right, cool. 20, but I feel like this 2023, like, yeah, you're killing Game Pass, but at a certain point, it's like, you know, it's like I said, Gable, you said, you just said it. It's been a decade. It's like, you've it's been, been a decade. A lot of us have been waiting for like major yeah. Xbox stuff. Yeah. We've had tidbits here and there, obviously. Halo Infinite was the last major one, but Forza has been Central Park, not That's just the, the only sports, thing... but Horizon stuff as yeah. well. That's been like the only thing other than like Gears of War 5 way back when it was yeah. on the Xbox One. Yeah, like Gears of War 4 in 2016, Gears of War 5 in 2019. Like, well, look, mm-hmm. I I am definitely in the minority when I say I think I, I love the Gears of War series, but like I think 4 right, and 5 right. have been the best Gears of War games. And I know that's like a, I don't know if that's like a hot take, but like. Uh, I, I think, I mean, it's definitely lost a lot of luster since three. Uh, but like, mm. I, I love the franchise more now than I did um, in the 360 era. Um, so, but yeah, we, like what they have, they've Forza, Redfall, Starfield, all coming, supposed to be coming in the first half of 2023. And it's like, gotta do something here. And it's like, also like, cool. Once that happens, I guess you can like, you can like, they, they did that big thing, like ETH or Summer Game Fest, where they had like the whole, press conference and they're like all these games are coming out in the, you know, in the in the next 12 months so it's like right. they show off all these games but a lot of those games are like come like game pass gonna be awesome but like a lot of us are third party so it's like cool but it's like you have all these games show them up we haven't really seen much from starfield since mm. june uh redfall we have we've only got like a, we got that one trailer yep uh where they got really mad when we said it looks like left for dead and then they showed the gameplay and it looked just like left for dead just like left for dead uh, yeah. so um but um, I mean the game looks good. I'm not trying to knock on it, but it's just I thought was that's just funny to me. Um, but um, I don't know. Like, I, I'm I'm hopeful that they start doing this. Could be fun to like kind of get some more stuff. Like you have to do like every two months, but it'd be kind of cool if like maybe every like th- like three year like three year like um these Xbox like events or like maybe you do like kind of like the state of plays how they were where like they're smaller things or like the partner mm-hmm. direct stuff that we have or, like indie direct stuff or like. I think it'd be cool if like Xbox does this and like really promote the fuck out of like Game Pass and what's coming because it's like so many times like they announce some really cool stuff coming to Game Pass, but it's like on a blog post. So it's like we hear about it, we see it because like we see the blog post, people talk about it, like we see the we see the articles written about it. But like there's like a lot of people like a lot of most people have Game Pass or like they're gamers do not, you know, they're not going to like all big sites, not going on Twitter like fo- they're not following Major Nelson. And, a bunch of like uh, uh, journalists stuff like that. So it's like be cool if like they did like these direct style things where like these Game Pass style like directs or whatever. Like here's all these cool like indie games and are like these smaller these double A games coming to Game Pass where like they can promote like six months in advance. They can talk about it again in a few months. Hey, coming out in a couple weeks here on Game Pass. Right. 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 Yeah, it's like I feel like this is like I twenty twenty three is it. Like this is the year where they need to like hit the fucking home. In the last like four or five years. And the only people to be putting out games for them other than like Forza games is Bethesda. It's like like I said, Deathloop, yep. Ghostwire, Redfall, Starfield. 
It's like, but they bought all these. Other, like, I guess they had Psychonauts two last year as well. So that's true. Like, that's, it's one of those weird ones where like, they bought it, but they bought it so late. It's like same thing with like Outer Worlds when that came out. Yeah, um, yeah, Outer Worlds. They bought that studio. Um, um, what the the Pentiment people, Obsidian. Um, they bought them, but they bought them like a few months before it came out. So it's like it's technically an Xbox game, but like we don't look at it like an Xbox game. So like, I I think a lot of gamers like myself included kind of like. We forget that's like an Xbox first student first party game. Um, so I don't know, Gables. Like, what, what's your thoughts on like you know them, especially getting into the uh, showcase, like doing more than just E3 every year, and kind of like your outlook on you know Xbox next year. Let's see. My outlook on the Xbox for the next year is, I do expect a lot of uh, different things to happen in that regards. It's been kind of like the same type of reiterated thing year after year where it's like, okay, now they're going to show something mm. major. Now they're going to show something major. Now they're going to show something major. Yeah. But uh, I'm at the point where if I'll believe when I see it. I am expecting quite a bit of things from Microsoft to announce not only just for their Game Pass front, but also for what they're going to do to combat the whole stigma they have to where it's like, they they fully admit. I mean, Phil Spencer's fully admit it's like PlayStation's putting out like game of the year worthy games like almost consistently nearly every year now, and it's like Microsoft has only been able to have games that are like okay, they're maybe okay at best some. <laughs> best. <laughs> That's fairly true too, and that's really telling in that regards. But as not to say that the games that were put on the Microsoft systems and stuff were bad or anything like that. No, there. It's just the fact that they may have been good games, but not the, on this kind of like tier level to where they would be considered game of the year contenders, like universally in that regards. But that's why I, I expect more from Microsoft this upcoming year in particular is because I am expecting full front like full front them having a game of the year or multiple game of the year contenders for the next year whether that happens or not that remains to be seen as for this supposed announcement that may be coming soon hell I hope so I mean I would love it if like they say they did like a a showcase type of event or something every three to four months you know maybe like randomly yeah like, say what a Nintendo does or what a Sony does and stuff I mean yeah that's that's nice to keep us in the loop but at this point, I'm just have low expectations when it comes to them actually going through a full on like information dump like they have done. But uh, yeah, just to reiterate, I expect big things from the next year. And if that doesn't happen, I mean, I mean, granted, it doesn't happen. I mean, I I can understand how certain like Microsoft fans would have their morale kind of like low going, like low expectations, like extremely low expectations. Because you hit the nail on the head. It's like exclusives for Microsoft systems this year have been pretty much reiterations of what's been exclusive for PlayStation's consoles <laughs> for like, uh, you know, for a certain point of time. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what Microsoft's going through right now. Yeah. Well, yes, of course. That's the difference. 
even when here's the thing, even when Nintendo was having like the Wii U in terms of the phase and stuff, there were still great, fantastic games, some of which were game of the year contenders that released on that system. There you go. Right, understandably so. Mm-hmm. We need a timeline. No. Yep. Decade of waiting for when they're going to go through and do whatever type of a first party stuff. Right. No, never.
Yep. Yes. Mm Hmm. Yeah. Yes, that is. Okay. Okay, it's the remastered of the PSP game. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Steam. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yes. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. There was a pack-in for the Wii. <laughs>
Yes, there was. And that skyrocketed a lot of the sales. <laughs> okay. Not just... Yeah, not just like the Steam release of it too, but like it was literally discounted to like about $20 <laughs> at some point. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> so where do you expect them to be at this point in time? Okay, that's the only big major surprise I'm actually seeing on this list so far. It's like Sonic Frontiers. We would know that it was going to be on like the MPD lists, but we didn't know really what the place was. And then being smack dab right there within the top five, I mean, yeah, that's a big win for Sega for their launch. Okay, yeah, sounds about right. Hmm. Well, if they did sell the 10 million copies and stuff like that, that means the ones above it must have sold much more. <laughs> Well, you would think that, right? But at the same point, look at how much people were looking forward to God of War Ragnarok as opposed to, say, like Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. Now, granted, there was plenty of excitement for Scarlet and Violet, but then a lot of word of mouth came from people that were getting the review copies of it, and that kind of deterred it. That, made, that did deter some people from wanting to pick it up, obviously. But uh, God of War Ragnarok, yeah, that's no surprise to me. It's the sequel to one of the best games of all time on the PS4. So it's like, yes. I understand that. I also understand number one, too. Listen. 
I was just say this list for this MPD coverage and stuff like that. This is more like a comfort food month where it's like a whole bunch of games that uh, gamers would be traditionally going through and buying up this time of the year and stuff for years past and stuff have already gone through and like, yep, they're redouble dipping or something like that for some aspects. And then like, it's the same, obviously the same names throughout here, the same sports games, the same like, uh, the same like major like number one thing or top whatever being call of duty and stuff like that so there really wasn't too many surprises from this npd lists barring like you know the whole black friday sales that was going on but yeah sonic frontiers i feel like is the number one biggest surprise throughout this list because of how well it sold Right, right. Well, hey. I'm... Oh, I was just saying, it's like, I'm not going to go forth and, like, uh, say too much about it. I mean, I haven't even played the damn game yet, but at the same point, you know, it's like, I'm glad the game is selling well for where it's at and stuff, and also, you know, a lot of people are really enjoying this game. Like, not just, like, just Sonic fans, but, like, certain fans, too. Like, certain casual gamers are really getting into playing Sonic Frontiers. Mm-hmm. Hmm. <laughs> it really <laughs> well i think it's kind of funny it's like elden ring has pretty much had the vast majority of the year and stuff it's like a sales leader in regards to the year in general to be eclipsed by call of duty like the last what two months or something like that i mean that just tells you how strong the sales rail and ring was in that regards yeah vanguard yeah
Arceus actually edged out Scarlet and Violet. <laughs> Right, right. Right. Yep. Yeah.
skills. I, I just don't know. Um, yeah, I really don't have too much really to say about this in regards to the whole like uh, the whole publishing things like by Amazon Games. I mean, it could it could go from like either a couple different ways here. One, it could be like a continuation from the previous series that they had in collaboration with Square Enix. It could also be a reboot. Yeah. I mean, that's a possibility that is out there that I would admit, yeah, that probably would be the most likely case they could go. But at the same time, hey, it's more Tomb Raider. I have low expectations of Tomb Raider. But at the same point, hey, I'm ready to see more whenever they do decide to announce or show any type of future footage from it. Yeah, um, yeah, I just I just don't understand what the what the fuck the plan is. Like, uh, but uh, they baffle me every day. Um, next up here, Girl, Girl Games has confirmed that they are working on a online Horizon game. So, no idea if this is going to be a part of Horizon Three. Like, there's been there's rumors of like, they, they actually talked about that. They confirmed that themselves that they were actually trying to like put multiplayer in their first Horizon game. And it got scrapped, and then there's been talks that like they're they were going to. Um, you know, they were making a Horizon multiplayer game, but, like, no idea if it's, mm-hmm. like, going to be tied into, like, the mainline game, but, like, there was, like, a job listing that kind of, like, basically gave it away that they're making a uh, um, Horizon game, uh, like, an online uh, multiplayer game. So uh, they did confirm that what they're doing, but they did not say whether that's going to be Horizon 3 or this is going to be, like, a spin-off thing. So I don't, I don't know. I think as long as, like, I love Horizon, you want to put multiplayer in it, that's fine, but I hope it just doesn't, like, just like make it like a tie-in thing. Don't build. Don't make it like a live service like type shit. I don't want that in Horizon. Yeah, that's the main thing that that a lot of people don't want. They don't want like a live service thing added on top of like Horizon, the game itself. You know, like for example, we wouldn't want a full-blown like Horizon Three, and all of a sudden it being just completely live service and stuff with yes. online stuff just traveled in. I mean, that's something that I don't believe a lot of gamers would want. But if yeah. it's a spinoff and stuff, and it's something like subsidiary in terms of uh, they're one of Sony's potential MMO projects that they're trying to go for, there's a live service stuff. I mean, that that's fine. Do its own separate entity. Do what you can. Make your money that way. But yeah, I would if I personally were to try to play that, you know, it would take a lot of convincing because there had to be a lot of good stuff that would be inside that if that were to come out. Yeah. You know, or if it is involved, if it is Horizon 3, like, if they do, like, the, honestly, just take the Far Cry method, where it's, like, the game is totally single-player, but you can just bring a second player in and play with you if you want. Um, right. But it doesn't really, like, they're just there. doesn't really affect the story. doesn't, like, affect anything. So that would be cool, too. Like, because, like, and, like, when I play, like, Far Cry, like, 5 and 6, it's, like, or even 4, where it's, like, you play, I can play the whole game single-player, and be totally, like, it doesn't affect anything whether it's single player or multiplayer so i'd be, I'd be totally cool with that uh we talked about this, we were touched upon this a little bit but Spider-Man 2 uh from you know from insomniac games is they announced it's coming in 2023 or fall 2023 right. rather um so makes sense the first one came out in uh late like labor day weekend of 2018 so um kind of looking at that as like a time frame of probably when that's going to be so hey it's nice to kind of like kind of kind of sucks you know obviously like take your time with it make sure that game's good as possible but like i don't know kind of like when they just say 2023 like oh if it's coming like march or something pretty fucking sweet and then you know they say that and it's just kind of whenever when they're saying fall 2023 um in december 2022 it's like all right so 2024 then so we're thinking here uh, but hey like 
they've been pretty insistent that they're that fall 2023. So maybe that game was just like really close to being done, and this is like this that like they're gonna have plenty of time to make sure that game is all the bugs are fixed, everything's in working order, and that game just comes out and it's done, ready to go, and, and as polished as possible. That'd be pretty sweet. Um, but yeah, was, uh, what's your feelings on this one? All right. Fall of 2023, you know, I really don't, we don't really don't see like Insomniac really delay a lot of their projects out of the hmm. year when it comes to their initial stuff that they focus on. Even though they got a multiple games that they have in development and stuff, I firmly believe that we will see Spider-Man 2 coming out possibly inside of, and I want to say a mid-October sort of date, if yeah. not like towards Halloween. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, you're right. Like, it's something I'm really good about um putting their games out and not really delaying them so i mean they said last year when they announced this game 2023 so yeah i mean i felt pretty confident it's, it's just crazy thank you they've put out i've already put out three games two two games this generation wait mm-hmm. three two well let's think about it they put out miles, miles morales, morales they ratchet. put out ratchet and clank and now this is going to be the third one this will be the third one you're right yeah okay you're correct yep all right so um uh, yeah just some incredible uh three games in the first three years of a generation uh, and then they got yeah. wolverine in 2024 so um just yep. fucking wild uh i don't know if there's anybody better than them right now about <laughs> putting out games consistently and like top tier like them so uh oh yeah uh another thing here uh so last one's part three might be in development gables um we gotta take this one obviously with the, it's obviously always gotta take a uh any room with a grain of salt but uh i don't this the leaker i can't remember i can't remember the name of the person but they've been like they're they've leaked they've been pretty good about leaking stuff in the past um but uh they have most been leaking stuff on like the uh like the movie side of things like they've right. leaked projects well before um they were announced um so Apparently, Last of Us Part Three isn't um, isn't super early development. Um, obviously, we know they're working on like the the factions game, but we don't we don't know the name of it. But um, we know they're working on that, and that's supposed to come out sometime next year as well. Um, but um, yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't know. It was like I, I I was really big on like I love Last of Us Part One. Obviously, I did not want a Part Three at all or Part Two at all. Uh, I was so glad to be wrong about that. I love and adore that game. It's my game of the year 2020. It's one of my favorite games of all time. Um, and, like, I'm not gonna, like, I trust them because, like, they fucking killed Uncharted 4. Um, I think that was my number two game of the year that year in 2016. That was your game of the year. Like, mm-hmm. um, Dog. I don't know. They just put out great, great games, top tier, like, game of the year games every time. So it's like, do I want a part three? Kind of, sort of, yeah. Like, I would love to have more of that universe. Um, I'm worried about, like... It's always one of those things where it's like... Like, oh, man, I really fucking love more of that thing. But, like, sometimes... It's kind of like, you know, as a wrestling fan, when it's like, man, I would love to see, you know, such a so-and-so come back. And they come back. It's like, oh, man. It's like, I wish you just kind of maybe stay retired, you know? Uh, and I, I don't think that will happen but like it always like kind of it's in the back of your head where it's like man you fucking killed two uh and like if you left it there like i would be solely i'd be completely satisfied with that um but i trust them 
100% with part three. Like, I, I mean, I don't know. Like, it's, it's one of those things, like, I almost feel like there's also that rumor that, like, that came out, like, last year, I believe, where they're working on, like, a fantasy game. So, I don't know, maybe they have multiple projects. In, and, like, maybe they're factions they're currently working on, like, is, like, kind of wrapping up. Then they have this fantasy game they're working on, and then, like, the game after that is part three. I don't know. But, uh, I don't give us like, what kind of, what, how are you feeling about potentially the losses continuing? I feel very strongly that this will continue with the part three. At this point, you know, this is probably going to be a project we're probably not going to see up until, I want to say, 2025, 2026, yeah. possibly at earliest, because of how Naughty Dog goes through and structures a lot of their different type of game development stuff. Like you touched upon before, it's a factions. I they did show a bit of like artwork and stuff. Like like was it last year or something like that? No, Summer Game Fest. So okay, Summer Game Fest, they show some artwork and stuff. So I could technically see them go forth and like uh, have that one out initially for the next coming year for 2023, and then like have like some other project that they're going through and like putting that out. I just don't feel like they're gonna go directly into part three, like after the thing with factions, because it's like. Yeah, I understand. I understand the whole initial thing that uh, that could play in that regards to where there are some gamers I really would love to go forth and play part three like as soon as possible and do this and do that. But like I was saying before, I do feel like that this is definitely going to be a possibility because Neil Druckmann does feel strongly in regards to The Last of Us, obviously, because of how much of an limelight it is, both positive and negative in that regards. I mean, the TV show is going to be going on. In 2023, things are going to be going into full motion and stuff. And so, yeah, it's a very strong possibility. Yeah, I mean, like, I understand them going back to it. It's, it's they're probably PlayStation's one of their biggest IPs they have. Um, you know, it's definitely, I mean, I don't know. I mean, God of War, Uncharted, Last of Us, probably like the three biggest like IPs they have. I, mean, I guess Spider-Man, actually. Spider-Man's probably the biggest, um, just, you know, commercially. Uh, right. But, like, yeah. So, um, yeah, it's definitely one of the, the biggest ones. So, I mean, they have a fucking HBO show coming out next month. So, um, obviously, it's pretty big for them. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, like I said, I'm, I trust them inherently with it. So, if they do it and it's great, awesome. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'll have to wait and see, but I'm fully on board with whatever they do. But, um, like we said, we're, we're kind of speaking of Naughty Dog here. Uh, apparently, there is a Uncharted reboot. Uh, in the making right now so this is from the leak.co uh, uh that that a reboot has been greenlit um it's it's not night dog is not like working on it but they are assisting on it so um okay. probably like off to the side like approving things kind of like almost like, maybe like in like a uh um uh, kind of what was that one of city made fall at new vegas where it's like um you know they're like where Sydney was making the game and the story and shit like that, but like uh, uh, Bethesda had to like approve everything. So like maybe it's one of those things where like, which got weird though. It's like PlayStation, like four or five years ago, made that uh, like started building that like the secret, but everybody knew about it. About it, San Diego studio, um, and they were gonna they were initially gonna re like do a complete remake of the original Uncharted game, um, and then. Uh, there was an issue with that, and then it turned into them. They started remaking The Last of Us Part One, just because they wanted to like get the team experience and put this new game out and get, get a new game out fast, and then kind of 
then do their own thing. Then, like, originally they were going to, like, they were going to continue on the Uncharted series. And then, obviously, Night Dog was like, no, we're going to do that, and you can help us instead. Um, and they kind of put the kibosh on all of that. Uh, and now it sounds like we're getting an Uncharted anyways. Um, so, apparently, I don't know, I've never heard of this, leak, this leaker or anything like that, but apparently they have a decent track record. So, um, obviously, take it with a grain of salt. Um, but uh, it's possible that this could be happening. Uh, it sounds like it's super early on in like development, so this is not something mm, we might not right, hear right. or see in a, for a long time. Um, but, like, no idea, like, what, I mean, a reboot can mean so many things nowadays. Like, we see, like, kind of like the thing is, like, like, like they call it like the requel, where it's like it's a sequel, but it's a mm-hmm. reboot, kind of like kind of War 2018, where it's like, you know, like someone like me that never really liked or pl- really played much of the old God of War games, you can jump in the God of War 2018 and still like it because it's kind of like a fresh start, but also it kind of carries right. on some of the stuff from the previous ones. So you can kind of do that with this. Um, maybe I don't know. Uh, I don't. I, yeah, I don't know. Like, I think yeah, if Night Dog is like playing a big hand and approving a lot of things i i feel like i I can trust that and like if they can just like get the hand on get their hands on the engine and like make the gameplay work like all that i don't know it's just it's tough because like i love uncharted it's one of my um it's like if you can only take like i don't know eight ip like five ips with you on an island to play for the rest of your life uncharted would definitely be on that list um but uh, I don't know. It was like I think you might be a bigger Uncharted fan than me. Uh, kind of what's your what's your feelings on potentially like a comeback of Uncharted and a, a reboot of Uncharted? Okay, for that I would be more interested in seeing what direction they will put in regards to the next Uncharted game. If they completely reboot it and stuff like that, like have a different protagonist or some in regards to maybe along the same lines as the Nathan like the Nathan Drake lineage or some maybe his daughter or whoever. I'd be more inclined to look forward to that. I mean, I look at the past in regards to Uncharted games and stuff. I mean, yes, Naughty Dog did have great elements in regards to the original four games in that regards. Golden Abyss. Golden Abyss. That was not technically really oh, made by Naughty Dog and stuff, but that was still a solid entry. That was even... the Days Gone devs, wasn't it? it yeah, Ben Studios. Ben Studios, was? yep, yep. Yeah, that was Ben Studios that did that port, but uh, it just shows that you could technically still have a decent, like, Uncharted game released that's not made by Naughty Dog, so I do have confidence in sort of that, but like I'm stating, it's like I am initially interested in seeing what direction they will take this reboot, and honestly, I'm not, I am still excited, but at the same time, I'm kind of cautious in that regards because we've had instances to where you've had obviously Naughty Dog property or something like that, that uh, they had created and stuff in the past, and all of a sudden they just kind of fade into obscurity. I'm looking at Jack and Daxter, that's for sure. <laughs> or Crash. even, like, for a long period of time, say, like, with Crash Bandicoot, even though that went from publisher, you know, yeah. to, like, a different publisher in that regards. But now, in the last couple of years, has made a resurgence because of the whole, like, a Crash Anniversary stuff and Crash 4 and stuff and this and that. But, uh... Yeah, I'm interested in seeing more about it, of like the Uncharted reboot. Yeah, and if this does become a thing. Stephen was saying, really, like it, it's it's still different with like Uncharted Four, where it's like they kind of wrapped up the Nathan Drake story, like. Yep. So it's like, yeah, like do they do a prequel or is it like carry on from where they kind of ended with Uncharted Four? Um, 
I would almost rather them do one of those two than do a complete reboot because that just kind of sucks, honestly. Yeah. You do a reboot, it's like, man, you like. If they just reboot it with like Nathan Drake and come back and it's like, yeah, it's a different actor uh, playing it. I don't know. Like, I'll give me a, either, a, like I said, like a. But it'd almost be hard to do a prequel because like Uncharted 3 was basically like a a prequel slash like sequel to the the, the series because like, so much of it took place like was the introduction of uh, Nathan Drake and Sully and stuff. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, but we'll have to wait and see on that one. But, uh, oh, a couple of little things here. We'll go through some kind of quickly. Uh, the Snitch, who's kind of blown up on Twitter the last, uh, I don't know, six, seven months or so. Um, yeah. With, like putting out like some cryptic tweets. Uh, he has retired from uh, announce, uh, game announcements. He's kind of talking. He did like a little <laughs> interview on Inside Gaming about it. He's about, it's kind of like he said, it's like... Um, uh, a little more, like a, little, a lot more than he thought it would be, and um, just kind of like you know the the online aspect, you know, just social media aspect of like people wanting, you know, constant people like, hey, what's going on with GTA Six? What's going on with this game? What's going on with that game? Um, and it's like he doesn't have the answers for it, and it's just like feel positive, being pestered by people uh, about certain things. Um, so like it kind of took its toll on him, and like I don't know. So he said he's officially retiring. Um, from that, um, kind of bummed about that because I actually really in, enjoy like his puzzles he puts out. Like he'll like mm. just put out a cryptic tweet. People like go read the comments and like reading alive as people are figuring them out. It's always fun. So I don't know. I mean, like I know there's always good and bad. People get frustrated. Like people like this is a weird thing. It's that catch twenty two was like we want to know what's happening, but then people get mad when we, when the people leak about what's happening. So it's that weird thing. Yep. So um, where it's like. I don't know. I don't know what the middle ground that one is, but it's like we, we love when Jason Schreier or Jeff Grubb or the Snitch or Tom Henderson, whoever, like leak these things. But then we also get mad when they ruin, when like, people get mad because like, well, you spoiled this entire E3 event because you told us everything. But also, we were really excited when you told us everything that happened at the E3. It's, it's it's a weird thing. So I don't know. Um, but yeah, I don't. Know. I mean, it's kind of it's, once again bittersweet that uh, yeah, this is just gone. So. Um, hopefully, I hope he got. He may, I hope he made a little bit of. I don't know how or if, but I hope he made a little bit of money on this. Why did it? And I uh, hope you and uh, hope you and uh, had fun and enjoy the rest of your life, buddy. Because uh, uh, it's uh, you definitely uh, had some. You made video game Twitter really fun at some times in the last six eight months. So, uh, oh, that um, was some fun stuff. Yes. Yes. Uh, but uh, Xbox has officially announced that. Uh, their games will officially be going to seventy dollars, uh, beginning in twenty twenty three with like Forza and Starfield stuff like that. So, um, no surprise there. Uh, this is just the price now. I think uh, Capcom is the only people that have not gone to seventy dollars yet of the big publishers. So, um, no big surprise there. Um, prices go up on things, so that's just where we're at now and with everything. So. At the same point, you don't really have to buy something full on at seventy dollars and stuff to actually experience it. Yeah. You know? So it's it's just a thing where it is started now. It's starting to become a standard because it's forcing to become a standard. So it's like, yeah, inflation this, inflation that. But at the same time, if you're a gamer and you're looking at the outsider looking in and stuff, there are other alternatives that can go forth in order to get certain games. Like if you really want to buy a game that's like $70 and you really are looking forward to it, then fucking buy the game. I mean, that's going to be your, yeah. that's going to be probably your one exception in regards to doing that. I mean, for me, it was God of War Ragnarok. That's something I did spend initially the $70 plus 
in regards to getting that game. But for everything else that may not be there, just wait for a sale. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's what I did for a lot of the PS5 stuff I got this year. I mean, the one exception being Elden Ring, because Elden Ring was full of $50. That is a better deal <laughs> in some regards and like as opposed to some of the other sales that were going on at the time, but that was a brand new game. But uh, yeah, $60, $70 games, like dripping down to like about 30 20 to $30 or something come Black Friday or holiday sales and stuff. There are consistent deals that you can get. I mean, I can understand why people would debate in regards to the whole $70 price tag. Understandable. I mean, hell, vote with your wallet, spend what you want, don't spend what you want. I mean, hell, it's your money. Yeah. But at the same time and stuff, you can't deny that there are a lot of different options for you to secure a game that you really want to play. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's been, it's been an argument for a while where like the $70 price increase was like, we, we heard about that before even COVID hit where like that was coming yeah. with the new generation. So, um, so no surprise there. It's like, you hear about like, look at what game games have gone up from $50 in like the early two thousands to $70 in 2022. So it's like, not like, not bad for us, I gotta say. That's pretty good, you know. Uh, when, when overall, when you, when you look at it, when you look at like the percentage of like things have gone up in the last twenty years. Uh, so, uh, and especially when you hear about like, I remember it was a big deal when like GTA Five was like, uh, was like the first game ever to ever that ever cost over a hundred million dollars to make, and it's like now like these top tier games are like like God of War is like over two hundred million dollars to make. So it's like, mm-hmm. um, I mean, it's a big, you know, you talk about like we've doubled. The, pr- the price of making these top tier games um, in, uh, in the last decade, and especially now where it's like games like you used to be able to pump out. I mean, you think about like even like the PS3 era where like Naughty Dog put out three Uncharted games and Last of Us in one generation, and now it's like yep. you might get one, maybe two games out of a generation. It's like we're talking about like we're shocked Insomniac is putting out three games already. It's like how the fuck is that even possible? Like it blows our mind. Or <laughs> it's like, you know. 10, 15 years ago, that was just kind of the standard. Um, so, yeah, it's like, you know, games cost way more to make. They take twice as long to make. Uh, you know, I don't know. It's like, whatever. And yeah, like I said, if it, this, it's not a game that, like, I mean, it's like, yeah, it's definitely what I've talked about, like, where it's like, if there's games that super, I really, really want, I'll buy them when they come out. But it's like, it's definitely, like, the last few, three or four years, I've definitely been a lot pickier about what I buy. Um, where I'm not just buying the big thing. I'm like, Definitely buying the things I really want, and then like I'll wait for reviews or sales on other things I want to play. So, and then Game Pass. I mean, obviously, like with with Xbox, it's like it's always like, it doesn't really phase you. It's like okay, well, I have Game Pass, so it's like I'll, I'll play them on there. And even if it goes Game Pass goes up two three dollars next year, that's fine. That's still a great deal to me. So, uh, uh, last but not least here though, Death Stranding is apparently getting a movie. So, uh, well, okay. Honestly, it, it's most befitting because, for one, it's I would much rather be watching a movie of Death Stranding than actually going through and playing the original game. Yeah. I'll be perfectly honest with you. I mean, I know it's some people's cup of tea, and I respect that people would love to play Death Stranding and stuff, but at the same time, I would much rather see the story develop and stuff with me not having to experience it with yeah. my controller. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. As someone that put 34 hours into it over three years to finally beat it, um, Almost four years, actually. Three over three years, yeah. Over three years, um, yeah. Uh, just go on YouTube and watch like a, a cut up of the thing, and like probably you can probably experience the whole game in like fifteen hours and take all the frustration out. Because 
Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, whatever. Uh, Kojima games are already kind of like, like just super long movies yep. anyway. So, hey, uh, if you can figure out a way to explain all that and tie that up into like a two-hour movie, uh, good luck. Um, but, um, it'd be <laughs> it's going to be chudding the chunks. I kid you not. <laughs> yeah, I hope, I, I, the only thing I hope is like they actually bring back the actors to play the, the, themselves and the, like the, you know the characters they played in the game because like uh, yeah. there's so many celebrities actually in the game it'd be kind of weird to like and they play themselves they look just like themselves they talk just like their normal voices like <laughs> it'd be so fucking weird for, uh, to like have different people play them so uh, hopefully that's just the case but let's move on Gables um, let's talk about what we've been playing I haven't been playing too much this week uh, I did start High on Life um, that's from Squatch Games that is the Justin Roiland who is the Rick and Morty guy that's the game with like talking guns it's on Game Pass now um Came out, I believe, Tuesday. I uh, put a little over, I want to say, like, two hours into it. Um, I'm not really vibing with it. Um, and I'm not saying, like, it's definitely, this is one of those games where it's, like, um, you got to be, like, really into, like, the the Rick and Morty comedy. If you like the Rick and Morty comedy, you like that style and, like, that, that, like the jokes, like, this I think you'll like this this game a lot because like it's just it, it's just that comedy it's that art style it's all that uh, the gameplay is whatever it's like it's like we're talking about that, that double A um, spirit that's just been gone for like the last 10 15 years of gaming uh, this game fits into that where it's like gameplay wise it's like it's a seven point it's a seven seven point five gameplay it's like not gonna blow you away um, but like it's like it's everything else about the game that really makes it like makes or break it for you like make it either a really good game a great game or just a game that you just don't really care for it's like and uh i like i i like the first like, i watched like the first like season season and a half of rick and morty and like i liked it but like i didn't like i didn't, it didn't blow me away by any stretch of imagination but uh and i, I kind of feel the same way about this you know where it's like uh the gameplay is fun enough it's fine like it's not bad it's not great but it's not bad um it's like definitely fits that like i said that 7 7.5 category but it's like um the comedy is what is going to do this for you and there's definitely like parts where like it got me really good there's some funny stuff like the, the gun talk like there's like the knife that like he wants to, like he's like stab me right in his gut come on let me kill this guy like he just wants to, like he's a he's a fucking psychopath he wants to kill somebody and then you have like your pistol like like that uh like you try to like shoot like a random npc and he's like come on man what, what, what are you trying to do here like come on like don't try to go come on leave him alone he's fine he's fine and it's like um so it's like there's definitely like the, the comedies from that and like some like just like listening to like the people like in the world like the NPCs like they'll try to talk to you and like you just keep you walk by I'm like oh well, I know I guess you just keep on walking fuck you you know like there's there's definitely like funny stuff in there um, but it's like it's definitely like how much of that comedy like sticks with you and like how much of like the beat the beat of that like is what I is like I said that's what's gonna sell it to you it's like um, there's funny moments in the first couple hours I played of it but it's like um for me like not being a huge uh rick and morty guy like i loved accounting plus that was really funny uh i think there was like a job simulator i think it was also him i can't remember the other game of his i played the vr games uh that was funny and i liked a lot but um those were like hour and a half two hour games and this one's like i heard is like closer to that 10 hour range and i don't know like oh wow but, so uh, i mean it's 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 I mean, I heard you could beat it faster. It's like it's kind of more of a Metroidvania, so you can you, you can beat it in like eight. It can last you about like fifteen, depending on like what you want to do. But like, 
for me, it's like, yeah, it's like in the limited time I have the, the game and I have Crisis Core sitting there. And I have Devil Devil in me sitting there that I want to play. Um, and I've been kind of getting the urge to go play Destiny 2 Gables. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why. For some reason, every year in like January, December, I always go back to Destiny 2 and I play like the last year like from like the, the DLC from a year or two ago. Um, I always go back and I play through that and I'm like two behind now. I think three behind now actually. So I'm, I'm getting that urge. Like, fuck man, I just want to play Destiny 2 right now. I don't know why. Um, I think part of it too was like the the um, the uh, the DLC was like half off last week. The Wish Queen was. Oh. I didn't buy it. I literally wish I would have now. Um, oh, Gables. I forgot I'll tell you, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, remind me, remind me, I'm gonna tell you about this on the next episode of Record. I have a cool little okay. thing that happened to me, but um, yeah. Anyways, back to my life. Uh, it's like I said, it's. I don't think it's bad. I don't, but like, it's gonna be. It's totally, 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 like this is just not for me, kind of thing. Oh. Like Gables, I think you might actually really like this game. You'll okay. probably find this game fucking hilarious. Uh, I think a lot of other people will find this game fucking hilarious. Um, mm. But this is not something. So it's on Game Pass, like I said. So it's, if okay. you have Game Pass, uh, check it the fuck out. But uh, yeah, I, it's just not something I think I'm gonna vibe with. So that's that's all I've been playing. Gables, what about you? All right. So this is pretty much the lull period for me because I've been so like tired during the week of like work and stuff. So I decided to go to like some sort of like a comfort food for me, and that's Pokemon games. So what I initially started doing was I took out my old 3DS XL and I started playing a little bit of Pokemon Red. And also, I had been watching a ton of, like, J-Rose 11 on YouTube to where it's like he has been going through this whole month of J-Rose stuff, meaning he's been doing multiple playthroughs of, like, multiple different Pokemon games from Gen 1 all the way, like, to, like, he's he's done, like, a uh, multiple runs with different types of Pokemon stuff, not just Gen 1, but, like, in other versions as well. So what ties back to here is, like, I've initially played through the entirety of Pokemon Red and Pokemon Blue in the same week, which is kind of hilarious when I look at it from that point of view, where that's my go-to when I am, like, somewhat tired. I can just do, like, little hour chunks here or there and stuff. So the initial plan was uh, for me to do, like, a Charizard line run to where I just pick Charmander, go all the way, like, evolve it all the way to Charizard and stuff, and uh, try to do minimum battles and also try to beat the game as quickly as I could. And so for Pokemon Red, I did a run to where I finished the game at 6 hours, 19 minutes, with uh, my Charizard, known as Drago. So Drago, Drago was pretty fun, because it's like the first did initial he, stint... Uh, sorry to cut you off real fast, because did, did he start to fight with I Must Break You? <laughs> he did, but at the end of the... <laughs> at the end of the run. <laughs> if he dies, he dies. Against Lance's uh, Gyarados. Yeah, that was pretty fun. <laughs> okay, so with Drago, the first initial thing, the first part of the game, you know, the first, that first chunk of the game where you're first starting out with Charmander and stuff and, like, having to get that level up here before you face off against Brock, it wasn't terrible, but I did come across some problems when it came to his rock Pokemon. It took me, like... How many tries here to beat Brock? Now, bar in mind, I went ahead and uh, beat Rival, the Rival and stuff like that initially starting the game, and then Rival 1A, which is like the one where you head off to the Indigo Plateau and stuff way before you earn any badges and stuff. 
So I did that battle, did Battle of the Bug Catchers inside of like Viridian Forest. And then uh, when I got to Brock and stuff, I was able to beat that Jim that, uh, Trainers, Diglett and Sandshrew. But uh, for Brock, I think I initially did beat it, like beat him like uh, with uh, level 14, I want to say Charmander and stuff. Because Ember, even though it doesn't do a lot of damage, it's still does more damage instead of like a normal scratch attack. So the stab attack from uh, Charmander definitely was the better option. So I eliminated Brock, went through rival two in regards to before facing off against Misty and stuff. So I was like, I was like in my, like uh Charles, like Drago was at its twenties and stuff. It was already a charm million doing this and doing that. So the flash forward all the way past, I decided to go, and uh, once I finished up with the gym leaders and stuff like that, I decided to do the Elite Four and the Champion. My moveset going into it was I had Flamethrower. Obviously, that was a big old, that was a big old like piece of little resistance and stuff like that. I had Swords Dance, Swords Dance. That thing is highly broken, especially during Gen One with the whole aspect of the badge boost glitch. I'll go into detail about that a little bit later, but the moveset was. Flamethrower, Swords Dance. I did have Body Slam in that regards because 85 power has a 30% chance of paralyzing a Pokemon. Then lastly, I did Earthquake. Earthquake is a fantastic move in Generation 1. The only difference between why I stuck with that as opposed to Dig, because both of them have the same power in Gen 1. 100 power. The difference is Dig is a two-turn move. Earthquake is a one-turn move. And uh, obviously, that's pretty much the reasoning why I stuck with Earthquake for Charizard. But the whole aspect was was going piece by piece throughout uh, the Elite Four and Champion. So when I faced off against the Elite Four in general, it was with my Charizard at level 61. So Drago, like, yeah, Drago at 61, going against, like, Lorelei and stuff like that and her ice-water hybrid team and stuff. Oh, oh boy. Yeah, I had to set up on Dugong, like, just repeatedly with sword stances and instituting something called the badge boost glitch in generation one the badge boost glitch when you earn all those badges and stuff it raises certain like bits of like uh, your pokemon's attack or speed or defense for the badge boost glitch to happen and stuff you can actually go forth and maximize a specific like stat of a pokemon through like a power based move say like with swords dance for example it raises a pokemon's attack by two stages so the maximum you could do was like around six. So I use Swords Dance three times. It not only raises the attack of Charizard, but because of the whole badges I've collected, it raises everything else in regards to the Pokemon. So it gets so much of a boost through its speed, its defenses, its special attack. You. Yeah, you pretty much name it right there. And when you have that in mind, this is something that's unavoidable in Generation 1. Opponents will use that against you. You will do that subconsciously without even realizing you're doing it. And you're thinking, how the fuck did I just win this battle that's doing this? And that's how I defeated Lorelei. Bruno? Bruno's not that difficult, honestly. Earthquake against Onyx. Flamethrower against Hitmonchan, Hitmonlee, and Machamp. Agatha wasn't really too much of an issue. Earthquake took care of most of her ghost types because the ghost types in this generation are part poison. Let's see. The one trainer that kept on I had to repeat the run here was with Lance. 
and that's because of his starter Pokemon, Gyarados. Gyarados, water flying. So I can't learn Rock Slide. I don't have like any type of major advantage over the thing. So my main thing was to use either Body Slam to go forth and like somehow paralyze it. So that way it's not going to obliterate me with Hydro Pump. Because that's the thing. I had to go back and level up in Victory Road because I had to get my Charizard to the late 60s in order for this thing to have a chance to two-shotting Gyarados. Because once I get rid of him, getting rid of the Dragonairs, Aerodactyl, and also Dragonite, that wasn't too difficult. Though what's hilarious about that is there were instances where I had 100% accurate moves miss because of another glitch that's unavoidable in Gen 1. And that's called like, uh, oh my gosh. No, come on, I remember this. <laughs> it's the one out of 256 chance of missing. You know, of like, there's always a chance, like that one out of 252 chance that you will miss a 100% move in Generation 1. It's just how the game is programmed. So that's completely unavoidable. But after about three or four attempts with the Elite Four and... I finally get to the champion. I finally beat the champion and all that other stuff. So the run with Drago, with Drago and stuff, that was great. Now, after doing that, I had an inkling, okay, I want to play through Pokemon Blue now. And so I chose Squirtle, one of my favorite Pokemon in that regards, because of Blastoise. Blastoise, I love Blastoise. And there's a reason for that is because it has so much variety in terms of its moves. So for Blastoise, my Tarble, as I call him, I just call him Tarble, Surf, Withdraw, let's see, Ice Beam, Earthquake, all of which, all of, all of which actually plays fairly well. For Blastoise, his run, God, that was such a blur, in my honest opinion, because I ended up finishing the game at four hours flat. I mean, four hours flat. And that's going through, with minimum battles possible, that's going through all the gym leaders. There was no, like, inherent glitching going on. There was there was some good use of items, like, say, with uh, Dig and stuff to go and zoom to the past, like, Pokemon Center that I was, that I healed at. Because that's something you have to do when you beat, say, Nugget Bridge and stuff. Like, you've healed it certainly in City, right? You've already beat Misty. You've already beat the Nugget Bridge and the, like... Trainer number two, like, no, rival two, blah, blah, blah. You go all the way, you clear out S the SSN and stuff. But once you clear out the SSN and, like, you don't heal because uh, this thing won't work this way, you beat Lieutenant Surge, you go to Diglett Cave, right? You use Dig, and it will zoom you back to the last Pokemon Center that you've went to. And so for me, for example, I already did all of that. I already had healing items before. I didn't have to go to a Pokemon Center. And so I just skipped an entire, like, couple of minutes just to go from, like, uh, Vermilion City to Cerulean so I can go to that path to get to the Rock Tunnel. So with those type of, like, aspects of mind plus one convenient escape rope and stuff for the, the burned-down mansion in Cinnabar Island and stuff, that's how I was able to cut down, like, a lot of unnecessary tracking, backtracking. But in terms of gym leader stuff, I really didn't have too much issue with uh, my Blastoise, with Tarble in general. I mean, the first, like, four, five gyms and stuff were relatively cakewalk. They were a cakewalk. I mean, Sabrina did did have some maybe issues, but I, not enough to where I needed to repeat it. I think I went through 
all of the gym battles my first time with with uh, my blast toys and stuff. So that ended up doing fairly well. For my run from the Elite Four to the Champion, it didn't take me like five or six attempts like it did for like a Drago. No, it took me two. And the reason why it took me two is because when I initially did my run, I was at level 58, mind you. I was at a lower level than, say, Drago was when he initially did his run. I get all the way until Lance, and a series of events happened. One, I encountered that one out of two, 256 missed chance. So <laughs> that Gen 1 miss, that's what it's called, the Gen 1 miss. What I was playing against, uh, when I was facing off against Lance, against his, I want to say, Dragonair. So I completely missed that. I end up getting rid of the Dragonair, right? And I have, like, one ice attack left. I face off against Aerodactyl, right? It hits Supersonic. And I could not hit fucking everything with a broad side of the barn, because it's a 50-50 chance I hurt myself. So I had incredibly bad luck. I was literally one attack away from beating Dragonite, and I could not hit it, and it hit me with a hyper beam. I was dead. I had to repeat the entire Elite Four and Champion, because I don't save it between the Elite Four battles. I don't use healing items in the middle of battles. I wanted to try to create that handicap for myself, because I've played through the games multiple times before. But through the second attempt, it was better. And what's hilarious is, I went with a move that... Uh, I actually made Blastoise learn a move before the champion and stuff called Mimic because my initial aspect was I wanted to try to mimic and this is like the only time this move is ever available in Generation 1 and so what Mimic does is you select the move and you can actually select a attack from an attack from your opponent's Pokemon right and so I was going to select agility so that way I can incur this bad booch glitch so I get into the battle I try to use Mimic it doesn't know agility. It knows whirlwind. It knows sky attack. It knows wing attack. And it knows quick attack. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> and so I ended up just choosing like freaking, oh God, what was it? No, I had to use mirror move. Yeah, it has mirror move. So it just mimics this last attack you do. So obviously I just wasted a freaking TM. <laughs> but uh, I went to that final battle. I went through and uh, took out most of his team members were just one shot, so like Arcanine, one shot with Surf, like uh, Gyarados, two shots with Ice Beam, like freaking, obviously Ice Beam against Pidgeot and stuff. And then finally against his Venusaur, I just did like, not one, it took two shots. It actually took like two shots, right? Two hit KO. One with Ice Beam, and he nearly fucking knocked me out with fucking Razor Leaf. I had like about, like a quarter of health left. And I fucking use Earthquake because I did not want a chance missing with Ice Beam. <laughs> and, um, yeah, that's how I beat freaking Pokemon Blue in four hours. I mean, that was a crazy shit. Wow. That was probably one of the best feelings because I'm not much of a speedrunner. But in terms of, like, Pokemon Red and Blue and stuff, it's like, it's they're the games, they're the RPGs I'm probably the most familiar with. Especially during the past couple of years because of like getting in-depth in terms of why certain things happen, why certain things that react like that. But yeah, it's been mostly like a... <laughs> Funny enough, it's like the fastest times I ever get is like during a week where I'm just, I'm working, all of a sudden I'm just tired. And I'm like, okay, let's just power up some Pokemon and just play, just have some fun and just shoot the shit. And that's just what happens. Nice. Oh. 
Okay, but yeah, that's that's what I've been playing. Very cool, man. Very cool. Um, yeah, I'm doing the same thing, kind of going back to the Madden. That's like that's my comfort food. So I've been playing a lot of Madden this week. So yeah, uh, one at a time. So uh, I get it. Uh, but guys, I think that's gonna wrap it up for uh, for us this week. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Hope you guys enjoyed that. Uh, please uh, appreciate. You know, it's been a it's kind of our last time recording uh, for the, for this year. We're gonna do like an extra show uh, right after this. Uh, but uh, appreciate it, whether it's your first time or 528th time or whatever it is. Uh, appreciate it. Please like, follow, subscribe. Uh, look down the descriptions down below. Um, Facebook, Twitter, podcast, Spotify, all the, pretty much whatever podcasts are on, we're pretty much on them. Uh, so wherever you listen to podcasts at, please go check us out. We really would uh, appreciate it if you did that for us. But uh, I was your host. I was Tyler. And I've been Colonel Gables. Until next time, everyone, play some fun games. And thank you for listening to another fun-filled episode of the Drunk Dash Nerds podcast. And uh, hey, Gables. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas <laughs> to you and to everyone. See ya.